Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. We are talking golf coast to coast on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and worldwide on the American Forces Network. It's Tea to Green, the golf show. Hello, fellow golfers. Thanks for listening. Jay Ritchie and Jerry Butenhoff from the five-star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, the home of Tita Grain. Coming up on the big show today, we're a week out from the U.S. Open. There's a new book on the market called Great Moments of the U.S. Open, produced by the United States Golf Association. And today on Tita Green, Mike Trostel joins us. He's the curator of the USGA Museum and one of the guys who put the book together. He'll talk about the book, Great Moments of the U.S. Open, and the USGA Museum at USGA headquarters in Far Hills, New Jersey, today on Tita Green. It's major championship season, won last week and won this week. The Wegmans LPGA Championship going on in Rochester, New York. The best lady golfers in the world are battling the course and the weather. They'll play 36 holes today. Morgan Pressel talks about that situation. It's amazing that the tournament's only halfway done because <laughs> it does feel like we've been here a while. And But there is one day left, and a lot can happen in 36 holes. But uh, if I stay patient, hit the shots as I see them, I think yeah, I'll be happy. She's got a two-shot lead going into the final two rounds today. Sounds kind of odd to say the final two rounds today. And then later in the hour, there's another new book out called Walking with Jack, a father's journey to become his son's caddy. And with Father's Day on the horizon, we thought we'd talk to the author, Don Snyder, Walking with Jack, today on Tita Green. It's early Sunday morning, the sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at seven, I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots, oh Lord. What am I gonna do? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. First chance you get, head on over to our website, t2greenradio.com. And from there, it's a short journey to our Facebook page at t2greenradio.com. Jay and Jerry going to tee it up next. Stick around as we continue with Mike Trostel. Worldwide on American Forces Radio and coast-to-coast on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. If your car's air conditioning isn't blowing cold air... It isn't. ...then you need an AC Pro. Is there one around here? Yeah. You. Me? But I can't. New do-it-yourself AC Pro is the 10-minute cold air solution. It's fast, easy, and saves you money. With AC Pro, you'll have cold air blowing again in just minutes. Guaranteed. Wow, it's freezing in here, and I did it myself. See, you are an AC Pro. Yes, I am. New AC Pro, the 10-minute do-it-yourself auto AC cold air solution. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now, to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99, and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional 
professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows. Pause and rewind live TV. Even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 877-499-MYTV. That's 877-499-MYTV. Cancel the cable. Cut costs and get more. Call now. 877-499-MYTV. That's 877-499-MYTV. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-299-3469. 1-800-299-3469. That's 1-800-299-3469. 1-800-299-3469. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You found it, fastest hour in radio and the quickest hour in golf. It's Tee to Green, the golf show. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Putinoff, the beautiful Rodmore Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, each and every Sunday. Great to have you with us. Great to be here. And uh, it's looking like a pretty great day out there, Jerry. Splendid weather in the mountains here. Uh, had kind of a little nasty uh, return of whatever that was on Wednesday. For one day? <laughs> yeah. yeah. For one day. Uh, kept, kept, uh, they had a bunch of uh, University of Colorado boosters playing out here Wednesday, but not all of them showed up. There were supposed to be about 80 or 90 of them. There was no way that the, that many of them made it out in the 50-whatever degrees <laughs> 50 and rain it was that day, yeah. But summertime is back, or summertime is here finally, I guess maybe it would be more appropriate uh, in Colorado, and we hope wherever you are today, you get a chance to tee it up on this great weekend as we are a week out from the U.S. Open. Want to give you a heads up, our U.S. Open show next week. We'll be going live to Marion for updates. And uh, speaking of the U.S. Open, there's a new book out. It's called Great Moments of the U.S. Open. We're going to get to Mike Trostel in just a bit later in the hour. Uh, Don Snyder, his new book is called Walking with Jack, A Father's Journey to Become His Son's Caddy. Very appropriate as we get close to Father's Day, of course, next week. And Father's Day, always the last day, of the, the usually the last day of the U.S. Open Championship Sunday, Father's Day. And uh, speaking of the U.S. Open, as I said, the book is called Great Moments of the U.S. Open. It was put together by three gentlemen from the United States Golf Association had a hand in it. Robert Williams, Rand Jarris, and Mike Trostel. 
And Mike is the senior curator and historian at the USGA Museum. And if you've never had a chance to go to the USGA Museum in Far Hills, New Jersey, at uh, United States Golf Association headquarters, put it on your bucket list. That's that's a must if you are a golf golfer or golf fan. And we're happy to welcome Mike Trostel to Tita Green today. Mike, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the museum before we talk about the book. Uh, I was at the museum uh, probably seven or eight years ago. Haven't been back since, but uh, if if someone's been there years ago, say in the early in the last decade, and they go back now, how much different is how much has changed? What different are they going to see? What have you added? What have you changed uh, from the from then? Well, it's actually changed quite a bit in the last couple of years. We renovated it in 2008. It opened right before the uh, the U.S. Open then. We added an Arnold Palmer room. Um, we just recently added a Mickey Wright room. And then if you come back within a couple of years, we're going to have a new Jack Nicholas room that's going to open in 2015. That sounds pretty good. Those aren't three bad yeah. names right there, are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you didn't have any. Golf history right there, right? Yeah, I'm sure you didn't have any trouble finding artifacts and, and uh, historical items to put in there, did you? No, there's there's plenty of stuff from all those guys, uh, no doubt about it. We have a new gallery space as well, uh, so we take you through from when golf started in America and the founding of the USGA back in 1894 uh, all the way through to the present day. And we kind of weave in with what was happening in the country at the time, uh, since golf obviously wasn't happening in a vacuum. Um, we were looking at how things were going economically, socially, politically, culturally in the country and how that impacted the game of golf all the way up to the present day. Do you still have the club that uh, that was used on the moon? We sure do, yeah. To hit a golf club, ball? Club yeah. used by Alan Shepard up on the surface yeah. of the moon. It's Apollo 14 mission. It's, it's pretty cool. It's a Wilson staff blade. It's a six iron. And it's attached to what would be the grip in the shaft is actually an instrument used for scooping moon dust samples. That's something that Shepard would have had up there anyway. Uh, but he jerry-rigged the, uh, the Wilson staff six-iron head on there, brought a couple of golf balls up, and hit them. And as he said famously, it went for miles and miles. <laughs> that that uh, club can't be USGA conforming, though, can it, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's probably not. <laughs> I remember looking at that club thinking, that thing was on the moon and hit a golf ball. That was It's, it's pretty amazing, and I'm sure it's, it's one of the more popular artifacts that you have there, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I mean, a lot of stuff we have in the museum is pretty cool. A few things we may talk about later today with Calamity Jane, uh, Bob Jones putter, Hogan's one iron, but that that is certainly unique. It is probably the only golf artifact that has ever been uh, into outer space on the surface of the moon. <laughs> We're with Mike Trostel. He's the senior curator at the USGA Museum in Far Hills, New Jersey. And uh, if you, like I said, if you've never been to Far Hills and USGA headquarters, put it on your list of things to see and do, and make sure you do hit the museum. Mike, is is there an admission charge, or how does it work for for people who may be thinking about heading over someday? Yeah, it's definitely a great spot to visit. It's seven dollars uh, for an admission fee for a USGA member. It's five dollars. And one of the things I didn't mention that's really cool when you come to visit, you can go through the gallery space and see all the rooms, but then you can actually take. Some of the old replica putters, the long-nosed wood that old Tom Morris used, Calamity Jane that Bob Jones used, replicas of those, and some old golf balls from the turn of the century, and go in the putting green we have in the back. 16,000 square feet, 
nine-hole putting course modeled after the Himalayas in St. Andrews. So it's a nice interactive way uh, to take the golf history that you learned about and going to the museum and actually take it out on a nice, warm, sunny day and spend 20 minutes out there. Yeah, you see, now that's something new that I didn't see when I was there. And, and it's gotten a lot more inter- interactive, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. We have a lot of videos there. Uh, and certainly the, the putting course out in the back uh, is really nice. So uh, it's certainly worth a visit. Um, and it's maybe an hour outside New York City, uh, coming out on Route 78. So it's, uh, it's worth the pilgrimage out there. Mike, uh, you probably get a lot of patrons there that uh, you know have grown up or, or played only with the modern equipment that we that we see now. Do you get a lot of people just making general comments and questions about, wow, how did those guys back in the 1930s even hit a ball with what they had to use back then? Yeah, we do get that a lot. We we bring people into the first gallery, and we have five clubs that Francis Wilmette used in the 1913 U.S. Open. And people look at those and say, you know, oh, my God, he, you know, he was able to shoot 72 with these clubs and that ball. And it, it's really pretty amazing. People are, are astounded to see how far the technology has come and how much it's evolved in the last hundred or so years. And even as you get into the 1950s, you look at Hogan's one iron, and, I mean, the thing looks like a butter knife looking down at it compared to some of the hybrids today that uh, tour players and uh, casual golfers are using. So I, I think people are, are very impressed with the uh, the accuracy and precision that some of those older pros and amateurs used to have. Yeah, like I said, it is definitely a must, and it's easy to find to get to Far Hills and the USGA headquarters. If I could find it without getting lost, <laughs> it, must, it must be pretty easy to find. It was a, it was a very enjoyable drive uh, just west out of New York City. Yeah, it would be great to have you out there again. It's, uh, it's a fun visit, and, you know, like we said earlier, there's 70,000 great artifacts in the museum, and, uh, you know, also what we try and do is take some of those great stories that we have in there and bring them out as well. Um, we have a, a documentary that's actually going to debut on NBC uh, today on Lee Trevino in the 1971 U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. And then another thing we have, obviously, is the book. That we're talking about great moments of the U.S. Open. So taking some of the great artifacts and photos and stories that we have in the museum and taking it out to people if they can't actually make it to Far Hills. So that's a great segue into let's talk about the book a little bit, Great Moments of the U.S. Open. I know there were so many how did you narrow it down, put them in the book, and when did this project begin? Well, that, that was probably the hardest part of the whole book. You know, people have asked, you know, how long did it take? How difficult was it to do? Well, I mean, the stories really wrote themselves. You know, there's so many great moments going back to 1895 in the first U.S. Open. Uh, but the hardest part, like you said, was to narrow it down. We finally landed on uh, 27. And what we did, instead of just doing it chronologically, we divided it up uh, into, um, into certain themes themes of dominance, uh, comebacks, perseverance, defining moments, uh, and underdogs. So great stories, dominance. You look at Tiger Woods in 2000, he's winning at Pebble Beach, uh, winning by 15 strokes. Perseverance, you can look at Tiger again in 2008, uh, winning at Torrey Pines with a broken leg and torn ACL. Um, you know, someone like uh, underdog, you look at Jack Fleck beating Ben Hogan in 1955 at Olympic. So there are so many great stories and as I said, narrowing them down is probably the most difficult. The whole process took about two years to put together. And I'd say, uh, as, as anyone who's you know, doing, done a lot of writing, the hardest part is probably in the editing, getting it edited down after you write the stories. That's the fun part, doing the writing. It's the editing and getting it down to the, that word count. It's the most difficult part. Haven't read the book yet, haven't seen the book yet, but I imagine Comeback, I, I think Ben Hogan's name might be in, in that uh, chapter. Yeah, well, comebacks means a couple different things, and certainly, you know, you guys from 
broadcasting out in Colorado, are very familiar with Arnold Palmer at Cherry Hills. Yeah. Uh, winning out there in 1960, coming back from seven strokes down uh, with 18 holes just to play. That's certainly one kind of comeback. Uh, and as you said, with Hogan, that's another kind. Hogan coming back from a near-fatal car crash in 1949, uh, 16 months before the U.S. Open at Marion. You know, doctors tell him he may not walk again, never mind play golf. And then Hogan comes out, he doesn't just compete, uh, but he's in the lead, coming down the back nine of the final round at Marion in 1950. Uh, Bogey's 15 and 17, but still has a chance to par the, the difficult par 4 18 pole to force the playoff. It's a good drive, and then hits that iconic one-iron shot from 214 yards out, where that plaque still stands today. Puts it on the middle of the green, two putts for par, forced in the playoff, which he shoots 69 the following day and beats a Lloyd Bangram and George Fazio. So it's a very inspiring story. Um, it, it's something that um, you know a lot of Americans at the time, uh, certainly in the World War II, uh, era they could uh, hey Mike, they could sympathize we, with. We need to break, but it's called Great Moments of the U.S. Open. Mike Trostel is our guest. Back with him after this on Tita Green. If you or someone you love suffers from alcohol or drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We're the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accept PPO, private insurance, for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral line today at 888 888- Three two three eight five six one. The call is free. Eight 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 three two three eight five six one. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Hi, I'm Joe Theismann. No matter what stadium I broadcast from, I'd always have to find the closest bathroom, just in case I had that sudden urge to go. My prostate was giving me fits, but then I heard about Super Beta Prostate's nationwide million bottle giveaway, and I got a free bottle. What a difference it made! I don't have to go as often, and I don't have to get up at night as much. Now I wake up refreshed and ready to tackle anything. What's so special about Super Beta Prostate is that it's the most widely used supplement supporting a healthy prostate. Super Beta Prostate has sold over 5 million bottles, and it also has a trusted 10-year history, and it's all natural. There's no reason to accept the issues that come with an aging prostate. So get Super Beta Prostate today. Call right now and you'll learn how to get a free bottle of Super Beta Prostate. Pay only shipping and handling. Call 1-800-503-8947. That's 1-800-503-8947. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call 1-800-503-8947. That's 1-800-503-8947. Listen carefully. First American Student Aid can now help consolidate your federal student loans. We can help lower your monthly payment on federal government student loans. Call us today. We'll review your situation and work towards consolidating your federal student loans. In many cases, we can lower your monthly payment in half or more. It doesn't matter how much you owe, how far behind you are on payments, or even if you are in default on your federal student loans. Call us right now to find out how we can lower your payment in half immediately. Plus, we can stop harassing phone calls, stop the wage garnishment, stop the tax liens, even remove your default status. Consolidate your federal student loans, lower your student repayments, and stop wage garnishments today. Call us now. We can help. 
There's only one other acceptable theory about how to hit a golf ball. Oh, boy. Well, I'm afraid to ask. Well, what is it? What's the other theory? Grip it and rip it. <laughs> Tea to Green takes you to the driving range with our tip of the week. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past. Good morning. My name is Mark Kelbel. I'm the head golf professional at the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs. Today I want to talk to you about course strategy and course management club selection. You hit the ball and say you're 200 yards out. Your lie will dictate everything. I always want you to take a look at the lie first. If you've got a good lie, your expectations can go up and so can your options. Having said this, I want you to advance the ball. If that means you have the best chance of advancing a 7-iron over a 3-wood, hit the 7-iron. Golf is about momentum. You have to keep advancing the ball. Assess the lie first. Pick out a club that you know you can hit down the fairway where you can find it and hit it again to a more manageable part on the golf course. For more on hitting the ball better off the tee or off the fairway, check out the website, teetogreenradio.com, or visit your nearest PGA professional. We call it destination listening for dedicated golfers. Tee to Green, the golf show every Sunday from the Broadmoor Resort. Colorado Springs, Colorado, Jay Ritchie with Jerry Butenoff. And coming up on Father's Day, we're helping you out today. If you're stumped, if Dad's a golfer and you're stumped on what to get him this year, a couple of ideas on the show today. There's a couple of great books out there. Don Snyder will join us in just a little bit to talk about his book called Walking with Jack, A Father's Journey to Become His Son's Caddy. And the other great new book out there is called Great Moments of the U.S. Open. It's put together by the United States Golf Association. It's currently available at usga.org slash publication store. That's usga.org slash publication store, as well as Amazon and Barnes and Noble stores. And one of the guys who helped collaborate on this book is with us. He's the senior curator at the USGA Museum in Far Hills, New Jersey. We're talking to Mike Trostel about Great Moments of the U.S. Open now available, uh, forward, written by four-time U.S. Open champion Jack Nicklaus. The release of the book coincides with the 100th anniversary of Francis Wimet's victory at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. I'm sure one of the great moments of the U.S. Open. Mike, you collaborated on the book with uh, Rand Jarris and Robert Williams. Rand uh, has been with the USGA forever and one of the foremost historians of American golf. We've talked to Rand numerous times on the show. Robert Williams, uh, the director of the USGA Museum, in putting this thing together, were there some uh, 
I don't want to say arguments, but some some uh, debate, dis- debate, <laughs> discussions as to, as to between the or among the three of you, what was going to go in this book? Well, I think that was the fun part, uh, really debating that. Yeah, I think there was, and that's why we didn't want to have a we didn't want to rank them and say the greatest moments of the U.S. Open and say you know twenty five down to one. And that's why we ended up with a number like 27, because it was, we didn't want to be boxed into 20 or 25 or a specific number. And, you know, a lot of people know those great stories that are going to get in the book, certainly. You know, some of Tiger's wins, 2000 and 2008, uh, Nicholas Palmer. But you know, some of the stories we really like to tell are the stories of Johnny Goodman from uh, the, the Slaughterhouse District in Omaha, winning in 1933, and having to hop on cattle car trains even to get to some of those tournaments. Um, or Billy Burke in 1931, who had to play 72 holes of playoffs golf after his 72 holes to win the U.S. Open. So there was a lot of debate. There was a lot of fun putting it together. Sounds like it. Uh, The Great Moments of the U.S. Open features 27 stories that provide readers a unique and authoritative view on America's most prestigious golf championship. Was was there any thought given to, well, we we don't want to be all modern era we want to we want to find some from the uh, early turn of the century golf was was that part of uh, was that factored in absolutely yeah we have a chapter on willie anderson we talk about harry barden a little bit in 1900 and one of the bigger chapters we have and as you just mentioned during the last segment uh, is on francis wilmette in the 1913 us open now i'm from massachusetts originally so it's a story that um, you know i'm very familiar with growing up playing golf and when Wilmette won at the country club as a 20-year-old amateur, uh, you know, living, growing up just across the street, having a 10-year-old caddy, Eddie Lowry, on his bag, beating uh, Ted Ray and Harry Vard, two of the best players in the game. You couldn't you know, make that up. Story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you couldn't make up that kind of stuff. You really couldn't. And it, it's something that golf that, that got golf on the front pages of the newspaper uh, for the first time in America. And it, it's a very cool story, and it's something that inspired Walter Hagen and Gene Sarazen and Bob Jones and others uh, that really you know, took a, an American century of golf. Mike, I sometimes uh, tend to remember certain tournaments with great shots or, or, or things like that. You mentioned Hogan uh, at uh, Marion. I remember uh, Jerry Pate in the 72nd hole at Atlanta uh, to seal his deal. Did you co- do you cover those sort of things in the book? Yeah, we do. And uh, you know, that's that's what we try and do, because sometimes on those stories, it, the story isn't necessarily about the championship itself. You look at Hogan in 1950, and it's really about the story leading up to it, and it's great comeback from that near-fatal car crash. We don't really get into the shot-by-shot shot quite as much. Uh, other times, like with Jerry Pater with Tom Watson in 1982 at Pebble Beach, you, know, you, you circle, you uh, focus in on a certain shot. Sure. Pater with that, I think, the five iron on the 18th hole over the water with watching that great chip on 17. You know, could have been a bogey all of a sudden it's a birdie and he leaves Nicholas by one instead of trailing by one going to the 18th hole. Uh, so we, we try and focus on different things, whether it's the full championship, a single round like Johnny Miller's 63 at Oakmont, or a certain shot like Watson or Pate. I know it's the USGA and you've got the museum there full of all this history and full of all these artifacts and legendary uh, memorabilia. But was there was there anything in doing the research for the book that maybe you, you couldn't find or you were you were stumped? Well, I certainly learned a lot in writing the book. In some of those stories, um, like Olin Dutra uh, at Marion in 1934, 
I didn't realize he was sick. He got food poisoning on the way out there in Detroit, had to go to the hospital for a couple of days, and was going to withdraw before his brother Morty convinced him to stay with it and try and tough it out. And he did and ended up winning. So you start to see these stories, especially from further back in the 19-teens, 20s, and 30s, that maybe you know I, I didn't know quite as much about uh, that really comes to light. So the research part was what was fun for me. I mean, in the last decade, we know the story so well. It's covered well by television and social media, radio and print. Uh, but you go back 75 or 100 years, and that's where you find some real gems. Where do you find these things? Did anybody chronicle them at, at that time? It's a good question. Uh, in our library, we have a, a great, uh, great resource there. Um, and there were. There were golf magazines from the, all the way back to the turn of the century, and they were covered by uh, great writers, Bernard Darwin, uh, over from, uh, from the U.K., Grantland Rice, uh, here in the States. Um, so there are, there are some, uh, some publications that do get into it. Uh, we have old photographs that you can, uh, you can look at and, and read the captions and you know, go back and to see microfilm. I go down to the Library of Congress and dig through some old newspapers uh, and read some of those stories. So it definitely took a little bit of digging, but it was a, a fun process doing it. And thank goodness for those those writers, those old writers and and photographers from those days, or some of that stuff might have been lost forever. Yeah, it's very true. It's funny reading those stories today. Everyone's very much in a word count. You know, hit your thousand words and be done. With those guys, it'd go on for pages and pages. <laughs> and even more recently, Herbert Warren Wind writing in the '60s and '70s. I mean, it'd be four and five thousand word stories. So you get so much rich detail. Uh, from reading those. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to go back and dig through those and to really get those stories. Spectacular shots, amazing comebacks, legendary champions. It's all there in the great new book, Great Moments of the U.S. Open, 27 stories that provide readers a unique and authoritative view on America's most prestigious golf championship. And speaking of that, you're going to be at Marion next week? I will. I'll be getting in a little bit later today. So looking forward to that. And we've had... You know, four great U.S. Opens there already. Uh, 18, this will be the 18th USGA Championship, most of all time. So looking forward to spending a little more time there and seeing what the guys can do out there on this course uh, this year. We'll give our best to, to Rand and to Robert and to Pete Kowalski and all of the folks in the communications department, to Jeff Allstater and folks like that as well. And, uh, Mike, thanks for joining us today on TD Green. I will look you up next time I get out to Far Hills. Absolutely, yeah. Looking forward to seeing you guys at Marion this week and uh, looking forward to having you back at Far Hill. Thanks for having me on. The book's currently available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble stores and the USGA publication website, usga.org slash publication store. Great Father's Day gift idea. Great moments of the U.S. Open. That's Mike Trostel, senior curator of the USGA Museum. Coming up, Don Snyder will go walking with Jack on Tita Green. Game Golf is revolutionizing golf, and now you can be a part of it at GameGolf.com. If you've heard about crowdfunding and wanted to get involved in all of the excitement around creative, groundbreaking companies, now you have the perfect opportunity with GameGolf.com. GameGolf lets you quickly and easily measure every aspect of your actual round. Go to GameGolf.com today to discover golf's newest and most innovative interactive technology. With GameGolf, you can track all of your shots and connect with your friends from around the corner to around the world. See your game, share your game, compare your game, and compete like never before. Graham McDowell and Lee Westwood are both early adopters, and you can be too. 
It's more than a great new product. It's a chance to be a part of something that will change the way golf is played. Go to GameGolf.com today and join golf's global revolution. You can see all of the perks that help make crowdfunding the most fun you'll have away from the links. Check out GameGolf.com today. Know your game. GameGolf.com. Health insurance is on everybody's mind right now. You either don't have it or you have it and you think it's too expensive. And you probably feel like you don't have any options. We can help. We are InSphere Insurance Solutions. We offer health insurance plans from major carriers nationwide and likely have a plan that can save you money. Whether you're self-employed, on a COBRA plan that's about to expire, or you simply don't have health insurance where you work and you need it, InSphere Insurance Solutions can help you. Our agents will help you find coverage you can afford. InSphere Insurance Solutions is an authorized agency in all 50 states, including the District of Columbia. Plans may not be available in all states. 800-614-1242. Are you an inventor or do you know an inventor who would like free inventor's information? Call InventHelp, America's largest invention company, and learn how to get free information. Call toll-free 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. You'll learn how to attempt to patent your idea and submit it to industry. Call InventHelp now at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Hear Michael Jordan talk about what makes a great player or what Mark Teixeira thinks about every time he puts on his Yankee uniform. These original full-length interviews and more are now available in the Sports Byline Audio Vault at sportsbyline.com. You'll hear players, coaches, managers, and owners talk about their careers, influences, and moments they'll never forget. This rare collection of original full-length interviews is available on iPhones, iPads, and Android devices at sportsbyline.com. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a roof. Time to work on your short game. Tea to Green helps you get it up and down. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past. Hi, I'm Mark Kelbel, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor, and today I want to talk to you about three teaching aids, the first one being just a plain, ordinary towel, and this is used primarily for the short game. Put it across your chest and put it under each arm. What this allows you to do is maintain the triangle through the chipping area. And it keeps your arms nice and taut to the body where you're not breaking your wrists and so on and so forth. Secondly, the inside approach. It's got the foam bar that reaches out, and this is the most effective tool that I've seen for making somebody swing out instead of coming over the top of the ball, creating a cut. Make sure that you look into the inside approach. Third is a head cover, just a plain, ordinary cloth head cover that you put under your right arm if you're a righty to cure a flying elbow, 
coming over the top at the top of your swing where the club is pointing toward the first baseman. You want to avoid that at all costs. This will keep the right elbow to the side, and you'll be down the line much, much better. Try these. I'm sure they'll help. For more on taking strokes off of your game, check out the website, t2greenradio.com, or visit your local PGA professional. The show by golfers, for golfers, it's T to Green. Every Sunday from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Jay Ritchie along with Jerry Butenhop. Coming up on Father's Day next week, mentioned in the last segment that we had a couple of great gift ideas for you. One, of course, the book from the USGA, Great Moments of the U.S. Open. The other, very appropriately called Walking with Jack, a father's journey to become his son's caddy. When Don Snyder was teaching the game of golf to his young son, Jack, they made a pact. If one day Jack became good enough to play golf, to play on a pro tour, Don would walk beside him as his caddy. Walking with Jack, a truly compelling golf story and a -a one-of-a-kind narrative that makes you appreciate the lengths to which a father will go to support his son. And we're happy to welcome to Tita Green, the author of Walking with Jack, Don Snyder. Hi, Don. How are you? Do we have Don? That if, if you read the book, you, it, you'll take like four strokes off your game. Four strokes? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think okay. so. How, All right. how are you guys doing out there in Colorado? We are doing great. I, and I want to I say up front, I haven't had a chance to read the book yet. Jerry hasn't either. So we're going we're gonna to talk to you. and We're going to be hearing what you have to say, just like our audience members who, and our listeners who haven't had a chance to read the book yet. Uh, walking with Jack, a father's journey to become his son's caddy. Take us. I mentioned a little bit about the pact you and your dad did uh, years ago when he was teaching you the game. Tell us, tell us about that. All right. Well, I'm talking to you today from a little town in Maine called Scarborough, and and in this little town, there's a beautiful golf course called Prout's Neck, and. We never could be members there. We couldn't afford it. But whenever the weather got so bad that it drove the members off, Jack and I would sneak on that course. He was probably five years old, still putting his puddle boots on the wrong feet. And one day out there, I said to him, you know, if you ever get good enough at this game to make it to a pro tour, I'll be your caddy. So you got to spin forward now till he's 17 years old. Three days after he graduated from high school, he got a chance to go out to Toledo, Ohio, and to try to make the University of Toledo team as a walk-on. Um, that was the only Division One program that would give him a chance. <clears throat> he made the team. He played at the Inverness Club one day <clears throat> with the assistant pro, and he birdied the first six holes. And the guy said to him, well, you know, you're going you're to be on my team. So... I think it was that winter I said to my wife, you know, the three girls were off to college. I said to my wife, I can't sit here any longer. i, I got to do something to try to uphold my end of the promise to Jack. So I don't know where you'd go in this world if you were going to be a chef or a race car driver, um, but if you're going to be a caddy, you have to go to Scotland. So I, I went over to St. Andrews, Scotland. I lived in a little town called Ely outside of St. Andrews, and I began playing two rounds a day every day that winter with my bag filled with rocks from the shore of the North Sea because I knew I, I, you know, I had to get back in shape at age 58. 
uh, I was worried about that. So I presented myself at a place called King's Barns, which was at the time, I think, the number nine ranked golf course in the world. A wonderful Scottish man named Davy Gilchrist said, here's the deal. Um, if you'll work 187 days straight the whole season without taking a day off, and if you'll never say no to a second loop, no matter how tired you are, how, how wet you are from the weather, I'll give you a chance. And that's how I began. Um, <laughs> at the bottom of the barrel there, it's, it's a steep learning curve, gentlemen. You're, you're standing there on a green with your golfer, and there are three experienced Scottish caddies standing on the same green with their golfers, and you tell your guy that the ball is going to break two cups right to left, and once it starts rolling, there's no place to hide, let me tell you. You make, you make your share of mistakes. Um, but what I learned really early on is, first of all, the Scottish boys, the caddies that I worked with, some of them have been caddying since they were for 29 years. They were all younger than I was still, but they'd been doing it their whole lives was they really honored this journey that I was on. I was there to learn everything I could from them so that someday I could be of use to my son on a pro tour. So they taught me everything, including Johnny, an old caddy there, who taught me how to read putts with my feet by walking along the side of the line. Um, and every round that I worked there, I pretended that I was out with Jack, that someday I was going to be out with him. And I learned I learned something almost every every time around, including, and this is particularly important to me in this book. There's so many moments that I experienced as a caddy, but you know the ones that stand out. Early on, I caddied for a father and son. Um, you get a lot of fathers and sons coming over to Scotland, making the journey of a lifetime, if you will. And this right. man had been this man had been struck down with multiple sclerosis and. This was going to be the end of his time of playing golf with his son. He knew that, his grown son. And the father had once been a plus two in college, played at a Division One college. But now I had to help him around the course. He had to take my arm to get up onto the greens. And at the end of the round, you're taking pictures of them like you always do off the 18th green. And I saw the son reach up and touch his father's face. And it took me a second to realize that he was wiping his father's tears away. And when you're when you're part of that kind of story out there almost every day, when you're when you become when you're allowed to become a part of, of, of the story that belongs to someone else who's essentially a stranger to you, you really sense the privilege that's involved with being a caddy there. And that was very much a part of the journey as well. We're talking with Don Snyder, he's the author of the new book Walking with Jack. Don, uh when your son was you know, got uh, to be a college golfer, you had made this promise to him when he was five. Did he remember mm. that all this oh, time? Yeah, we, we okay. used to talk about it across the years. You know, um, yeah, and I, I, I was the one who kept talking about it during those days when Jack was turning 15, 14, 15, 16, when he started drifting away from me, you know, into his own world as, as your children have to. I would remind him of that, especially when he was, when he was, <laughs> not pleased with me about something. I say, hey, remember, someday we're going to be walking next to each other on a pro tour. So, you know, I used it as my sort of ace, ace in the hole when I needed it to, after I'd had to scold him about something as he was growing up. Yeah, it was very much a part of, of the narrative in our lives. So we don't want to give too much of the book away here. We want people, of course, to go out and buy it and read it. But uh, t take us to the moment when you guys finally did reunite as caddy and golfer in a pro event 
Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it was. Uh, it's not a straight line like the game of golf itself. I mean, when you work long enough as a caddy and you get good at it, you realize that what you're trying to do is impose a series of straight lines around a golf course to take your golfer around to shoot his best round. And unfortunately, it's often not a straight line, and like life itself. Well, Jack made his his Division One team. Uh, he competed at the uh, Bridgestone Classic, one of the great NCAA events, against all the schools that were never interested in him. And he fired one of only three under par rounds that day. And I had been, I had returned from Scotland in time to see that happen. I drove down to North Carolina. So I thought we were golden, you know, and then he went back to school and his grades dropped and he was dropped from the team. And uh, for a year, he and I barely spoke to each other. And then I ran into him and I could tell that he he had given up on himself. So I went back to Scotland for a second time, this time at the old course, just to show him that I was I hadn't given up on him. And when I returned home that, that fall, he had taken his PAT and he had, turned pro and he said are you do you want to still do this so off we went to houston uh we lived for the winter we played on the adams pro tour we lived in one motel room all winter without killing each other i, I think that says a lot right there. <laughs> yeah amen to that no kidding when you were caddying in scotland at age 58 and your fellow caddies were like half your age did they cut you any slack at all because of that no, you get no slack. It's a point of honor. If you slow things down out there, especially at the old course, and remember, I was 60 when I was back at the old course. Uh, gratefully, though, that ground is so flat, you could you could caddy there till you were 75. But <laughs> it's an unspoken rule. If you slow things down, you have to take yourself out of the lineup. Or the caddy master, the term they use is, well, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to send you down the road, meaning you can't do this anymore because you're you're slowing things down. I, I, no one cut you any slack, but I will say this to anybody who's listening: if you if you've ever wondered if you can still get in shape at age 58 and 60, the answer is yes. Uh, you walk. I was walking 10 miles a day, seven days a week, falling asleep in all my clothes when I'd get home, and then just getting up and doing it again the next day. But it, it was. Uh, I, I feel really privileged that I had a chance to do it. Don, you still doing any caddying now? I have a friend who's about to try to qualify for the U.S. Amateur, which is being held at the Country Club in Brookline, you know, to mark the 100th anniversary of Francis Lamette's victory over Varden. And he and I are going to start practicing this week uh, down in Massachusetts. I'll be caddying for him. I hope we're going to be doing two rounds a day just to become familiar with each other and get ready for that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, How's Jack's game these days? Well, you know, Jack did not win on the Adams Tour, and he had sort of like a private uh, equation of his own that if he didn't win there, he was going to do. He was going to try to get himself a real job and uh, settle down to that. So he he got a job with Sherwin Williams, managing a paint store, and now he's taking all his contractors out to play golf. It's working out pretty well for him. So all's well that ends well. The book is called Walking with Jack, A uh, Father's Journey to Become His Son's Caddy. Don Snyder is our guest. Don, how's the book doing? What kind of feedback are you hearing? Well, I, I haven't heard much. It's been out a couple weeks. Um, the, I, I got to really, you know, as a, you know, you write a book like this, you never know. You, you try to shoot under par. It's like golf, again. There's so many things that are like golf. That's one of the things that I realized. 
with Jack and I living in that motel room, you, you start out talking about golf and you end up talking about life so many of the times. And yeah, we got about right 30 seconds golf. left. Yeah, got it's, um, I, got a, I got a really nice email from a stranger at Kemper Sports saying he thought the book would make him a better father. I don't, I don't think you can ask for more than that when you write a book. Amen to that. EMGpromotions.com, the website, entertainment marketing group. The book is called Walking with Jack, A Father's Journey to Become His Son's Caddy. Don, thanks for joining us today, and happy Father's Day to you. Same to you guys. Cheers. Don Snyder, Walking with Jack. Jerry's going to take us on tour next here on T to Green. Stay tuned for a million-dollar dream body announcement. Do you want to lose weight? How about toning and sculpting your entire body in just six to eight minutes a day? You've seen it on TV with Chuck Norris and Christy Brinkley. They love the Total Gym. Well, we're out to prove once and for all that the Total Gym melts off the pounds better than anything else on the market in just six to eight minutes a day. So if you want to try it, give us a call because we're going to let up to a million people from across the nation try the Total Gym for just $1. If you call right now, 1-800-852-1859. That's right. The first callers right now from this station get to try the famous Total Gym for 30 days for just $1. The Total Gym will have you in the best shape of your life in just six to eight minutes a day. Whether you want to firm and slenderize or build and sculpt your body, the Total Gym is the one machine that does it all. The first 50 callers from this station right now can try Total Gym for just $1 and shipping is free. Call now, 1-800-852-1859. That's 1-800-852-1859. 1-800-852-1859. The IRS is one of the most powerful entities in America. They can contact your employer, embarrass you, and take a large part of your paycheck. Your personal bank accounts can be levied, and your life turned upside down. If you owe back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, Ameristar Tax Centers has a special free consultation just for you. With proven experience, our enrolled agents, previous IRS agents, know how to get you maximum results. Ameristar Tax Professionals are licensed to represent you before the IRS. We'll contact the IRS immediately for you. Stop the collection activity and get you instant help to relieve you from this burden. Our customer service record is unmatched and you'll appreciate our low fees. We guarantee not to charge you a penny unless we can help and you'll discover your tax relief options on the first free call. Call 800-365-9864. 800-365-9864. Don't wait. Call 800-365-9864. 800-365-9864. Listen carefully. First American Student Aid can now help consolidate your federal student loans. We can help lower your monthly payment on federal government student loans. Call us today. We'll review your situation and work towards consolidating your federal student loans. In many cases, we can lower your monthly payment in half or more. It doesn't matter how much you owe, how far behind you are on payments, or even if you are in default on your federal student loans. Call us right now to find out how we can lower your payment in half immediately. Plus, we can stop harassing phone calls, stop the wage garnishment, stop the tax liens, even remove your default status. Consolidate your federal student loans, lower your student repayments, and stop wage garnishments today. Call us now. We can help. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. Eight hundred nine four nine eight seven zero seven.
America's longest-running network radio golf show. This is Tita Green. Not done yet. Jerry's here to take us on tour. A couple of major championships going on this weekend. We'll start with the ladies, the LPGA Championship, at a very soggy Locust Hill outside Rochester. Nine inches in nine days. That'll that'll wet things down. They're going to try and get 36 in today to finish it. Morgan Pressel has a two-shot lead after two rounds ahead of NB Park and Chella Choi. Uh, both Park and Pressel were asked about playing 36 holes today. Park will be up first. It's amazing that the tournament's only halfway done because <laughs> it does feel Actually, it's a little bit better, I think, because, you know, you only have to sleep in pressure one day instead of two days. So, you know, just go out there tomorrow and, you know, just get it done. I mean, that's the first goal that we have to, you know, reach. It happens. So I feel like I'm in good shape and I, and I can certainly handle it from that aspect. For me, it's just going to be starting at what, 9 o'clock in the morning until, you know, 7 o'clock when the last putt goes in. I, I need to just be mentally focused and, um, and that can be very tiring, but um, I can relax after. Sarah Jane Smith, G.A. Shin, and Amy Yang are three back and with two, with two rounds left to play, who knows uh, who's going to come out at the end of the day. The uh, tradition for the Champions Tour at Shoal Creek, David Frost with a 66 yesterday has taken the lead at minus 12, one better than Fred Couples. Michael Allen Morris Hatalski showing up again uh, at a major championship, and Duffy Waldorf, the first-round leader, are two back. And the regular tour in Memphis at the St. Jude Classics, Sean Stefani with a 66 yesterday, one shot better than Harris English, and then it's three more back to a gap with Nick Thompson, Scott Stallings, and Pat Reed. Our thanks to Mike Trostel from the USGA. The book, Great Moments of the U.S. Open, now available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble stores, and at usga.org slash store. That's the USGA website. And Don Snyder, his book, Walking with Jack, A Father's Journey to Become His Son's Caddy, available now wherever books are sold give you a website to find out more information on that to emgpromotions.com for more on walking with jack hey thanks for joining us today fun show next week don't miss our u.s open special here on t to green till then hit them long hit them straight